Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. I'm part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Eric Steven. Uh, this is a special crossover episode. Uh, the Dodgers are playing the Braves this week. Uh, so I have with me uh, Chris Willis with Battery Power at SP Nation. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you? All right. Uh, I'm, I feel like we were robbed of a third consecutive NLCS last year because both the Dodgers and Braves decided to take the rest of the postseason off after the NLDS. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think I, I'm maybe looking forward to this more than I otherwise would have. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I mean, we were robbed of the Kinley Jansen – Freddie Freeman matchup probably in Game Seven. I mean, I was sure that was oh, that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. God. So th- this year, right? It's a, it, there's a different like sort of tinge to each division because okay, I, like hear me out. It. Both of us cover teams who are now, despite pretty large payrolls, pretty they're plucky underdogs because some other team in the division outspend them and like were the story all off season yet uh, the Dodgers and Braves sit here still in first place. So like, yeah, what's going on? It's what a, what a weird, what a weird start to the season. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, all anybody really wanted to talk about was just how much money the Mets and the Padres were, were spending. Um, you know, I still think that this NL East race is going to get interesting down the stretch. Phillies and Mets both are starting to show a little sign of life. But, you know, this was one of those seasons 
where we were we came in thinking that you know the Braves just couldn't afford to get off to a slow start um and you know like they had the last two seasons so you know and they've done that you know, and they've weathered weathered a lot of injuries like I'm sure every team is right now but uh you know, and gotten off to a good start and uh, have kind of built a little bit of a comfortable lead. Uh, but I expect I expect it to be a race eventually. Yeah, I, I was I've been following the Braves from afar. I can't say I watched them a ton. I think mostly just from being busy or whatever. But it seems like I think I've, I've messaged this in Slack. But every time I look at like whatever Ronald Acuna Jr. stats are, I'm it's it's like always astounding. But like mostly for the stolen stolen bases not just that but like i was shocked that like he's on pace for what like like over 50 steals right or 60 or something it's crazy yeah right now i mean um you know he's flirting on pace for around 40 homers and around 60 stolen bases and i mean it's been <laughs> yeah you know, watching him, I mean, he's back to that 2021 level. I kind of felt like he was probably going to win the MVP award before he had yeah. the knee injury. Yeah. But, I mean, he's even he looks even better now. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's unreal. I mean, he's hitting hitting almost 350, and he's cut his – the biggest, the most amazing thing to me just watching him is he's cut his strikeout rate down to about 14%. And, I mean, for his career, it's 24%. So, you know, that just gives you a little bit more of a, a perspective. The home runs are starting to come again now. But, I mean, he's on base all the time. He's just setting the, setting the table. And when you've got that, I mean, as soon as he gets to first base, he's in scoring position. I don't know how many times he scored from first on, on a double or a, you know, a single all season. And it's just been, you know, he's just set the table for this offense and uh, I mean, he's just fun to watch. No doubt. It, it just seems like he's back to being like that dynamic player where he's in addition to being like, you know, really good hitter, but also we forget like also like really fast and can do like a lot of things, even, just just about everything on the baseball field and like, like that's been that's been really fun to watch i think yeah it's like you know a five two guy i know that term gets thrown around a lot but i mean i think he really is it and i think you know i think he's enjoying felt like he kind of got a little bit forgotten you know when people sure. over the last year or so when people would talk about the best players in the game he seldom got brought up you know, and I think, you know, he's just showing everybody now that, you know, in a lot of ways, he's the most dynamic guy in the majors, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, this so this series is a weird time for the Dodgers, I would say. But I think both teams, right? Like uh, Max Freed, he's been out for a couple weeks and he, he's going to be out a while, right? He had, what, what are they calling? I saw left forearm strain, but that's usually code. Like what, what what's going on with him? That that's what they said. Um, the hope is that you know I've heard sometime in July, but they that they were going to plan on shutting him down for three weeks, no throwing, just to kind of see and then kind of see where things are, um, you know. And then he'll obviously have to build back up. So you know, it's been uh, and then that's on top of Kyle Wright, who's out also, and Wright's going to be a little longer. It looks like uh, it's probably going to be August at the earliest with him oh, he's man. dealing with some shoulder soreness that um is reoccurring because he had a cortisone shot back before spring training and uh, you know it lasted for a little while but you know it's it, the soreness is back so you know here they are and then i know you guys are dealing with uh some some of your own pitching pitching injuries injuries as well 
Yeah, in fact, like so, it, it affects the first two games of the series uh, in Atlanta because um, first Dustin May came last week. He, he left to start after an inning with uh, with elbow pain, and then they first said flexor pronator strain, and then when they put him on the injured list, it was right forearm strain. But it's all like you know related. We you never know. But he's going to miss at least like four to six weeks, and maybe longer. They're going to do a PRP injection. So he's like a long-term thing. And then um, literally the day after that happened, um, Julio Urias, who's their opening day starter and got Cy Young votes the last two years, um, he gave up six runs and four home runs in an inning, which like tied a Dodger record. And then um, two days later on Saturday went on the injured list with a hamstring strain. So that's more could be short-term, like you know, two weeks or 15 days or whatever. But um, he's going to miss this series. So those two guys were going to go Monday, Tuesday. So instead, um, the Dodgers are going to send their two best pitching prospects. Um, Gavin Stone, who made his major league debut two weeks ago, is kind of shaky, but he's been really good in AAA. And then Bobby Miller is going to make his debut on Tuesday. He um, did not pitch all spring training because of shoulder soreness. He's only started four games in AAA, kind of up and down. He, he was really good on last week on Wednesday, and he, I think he struck out six and in six innings, and that just the fact that he was able to go six was a plus, but I don't think they were planning on having to use Miller this soon from the shoulder stuff, but I think they're in a spot where they're just, they're just kind of out of pitchers, you know, like th- this last week was crazy for the, for the Dodgers. They, um, not only did they have those sort of like bad performances and, and injuries, but like they had a, a Noah Syndergaard's been dealing with a, a blister in his finger, and um, so it it ruptured like three starts ago now. So they've been trying to fix it, but he's only gone. He went four innings his first start back, and then that game went into twelve innings. So they basically been asking their bullpen to pitch like a lot of innings every single day. They called up um, an emergency sort of um, innings eater in Dylan Covey from the minors, a veteran guy. He ended up going right. He, he filled in for May. He pitched like four innings. And then he got designated for assignment. He's a Philly now. <laughs> uh, they brought up – they called up Andre Jackson, who, who did the same thing. He pitched like three and a third on Thursday and then got optioned. And then – so they're just like cycling through a bunch of guys right now. So it's, it's kind of hit or miss like – I don't really know what, like how they're how they're doing it. Like it didn't work. Like they, to be fair, like they could have reeled off a bunch of losses and they they lost four out of seven this last week. With I think their their relievers pitched like fifty nine percent of the innings. It was something crazy. But like they're just kind of in scramble mode. I I think the the one saving grace they lost the last two in St Louis at least for the Dodgers bullpen is like Evan Phillips hasn't pitched in a few days. He's probably going to be closing stuff like Bruiser Gratterall's like rested. Caleb Ferguson's mostly rested. So like it, they've sort of set it up. Although like the, the problem is you're, I don't think they can expect Gavin Stone or Bobby Miller to go deep. So they're kind of, kind of run into it again. So you, I think you're going to get to see a lot of the Dodger bullpen in, in some form or fashion this series. It's really interesting how similar both teams are. I mean, the Braves have been scrambling to try to you know fill in for Freed and Wright, they've done they've done three bullpen games in the last ten days, um, and they're kind of in that same boat where 
you know, they got like Jared Schuster, rookie, rookie left-hander, um, through a, a six inning solid innings a Sunday, and that was a huge lift because they didn't have to uh, they didn't have to go deep into that bullpen on for the second straight day. But the problem the Braves have right now is kind of that flexibility that um, you know they don't have. Only two of their relievers have options left, and one of them's Nick Anderson, and the other one's AJ Minner. Uh, wow. So you know, and you're not you're not going to option either one of them. So you know they've been trying to walk this tightrope a little bit for weeks now with just four starters on the roster and then uh you know a bunch of relievers and 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 they're in the middle middle of a a stretch of 13 straight games so at some point in the next week they're gonna have to add another starter or because i just don't think they can continue to do the bullpen bullpen games it was set up early because it, it was uh, they had a, a pair of off days around that Red Sox series uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then another one coming off this lap past road trip. So, you know, it kind of worked out for them. Uh, but they've got a bunch of tired, tired relievers too. And to, just to be honest, I mean, the bullpen, bullpen, I think, still in good shape, but uh, it hasn't always, it hasn't pitched real well uh, over the last couple of weeks either. And I think one reason's because it's just been relied on so much. So. You know, you're, it's going to be an interesting matchup of two teams that are kind of going through the same thing um, in a lot of ways. So I think um, they're, the Dodgers are in the same boat in that they they also have a third – they're in the middle of a 13-game stretch, but uh, today was – or Sunday was the 10th the in a row. So the Brave series is going to finish that. And then I think it's like 19 out of 20 to end May or whatever. But, yeah, similar – like they're just they're just kind of – they haven't been able to find that like relief of that. Uh, I think they haven't re- like resorted to like an actual bullpen game. They've had like real starters and stuff, but some of them have been co- compromised. Like they, uh, Tony Gonsolin hurt his ankle in spring training and he started the year on the injured list. And because of where the how their depth chart was on the in the rotation, they on- they brought him back after only one rehab start. So like. Basically, his first two starts in the majors this year were like rehab starts in that he was a little bit shorter. But, you know, and he's, he pitched fine. It was just like, but, you know, it wasn't like a, a normal start, I guess. So I guess it's going to go because Tony Gonsolin's pitching Wednesday. He's been actually pretty good. So, like, they're going to, it's going to be a situation where they might be going into Wednesday going, Tony, we need you to pitch like seven innings today or something like that. Just how they use everyone. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of the way we felt with Schuster today. You know, just a little bit is like, you know, you just can't get knocked around. Or it, we, uh, you know, I kind of thought that if he did get knocked around, that he might just have to wear one. You know, for a couple of innings uh, today. But he pitched well, and it's the second start in a row. And uh, you know, I think he's going to stick. And and Dylan Dodd uh, began the was in the rotation to start the season. He's He struggled early, pitched pretty good in a spot start. I expect him to come back at some point. And then, you know, Michael Soroka is still pitching down at Gwinnett. And um, they're being really, really careful with him, minding his workload and trying to just trying to get him right physically. Uh, but, you know, the kind of the talk is, is when he comes up, they want to put him in a spot, one of those spots and leave him. Uh, they don't want to yo-yo him back and forth between uh, – you know, the majors in Gwinnett, but I think these injuries, we'll see how much they've moved his timeline up. But, you know, that's something we could see, you know, a couple, three weeks down the road, probably. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, well, the, the teams also have offenses. We'll, let's talk a little bit more about the lineups, lineups but uh, after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I believe going into Monday, uh, the Dodgers and the Braves are the two highest scoring teams in the National League. I know uh, that the Dodgers just gave up 10 runs Sunday to the Cardinals, so they're kind of uh, coming up on them. But And then Arizona's been doing pretty well. But two pretty good offenses. Like, um, what, uh, aside from Acuna, what, what has been sort of driving the Braves this year? Um, well, I, Sean Murphy in a lot of ways, and I think that was a move that just not enough people, and uh, especially Braves fans, paid enough attention to because, you know, the Braves had a good catcher situation last year. William Contreras yeah. was a fan favorite. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people looked at Murphy just as a, a defensive first guy, and, I mean, I think that's still an adequ- uh, a good description of him. But, you know, the bats played really well uh, this season too, and uh, he's – you know, he's been hitting third in the order. Um, when Travis Darno was out with a concussion, you know, he's pretty much playing every single day. And he's been huge. And, uh, you know, he's helped drive that offense. Of course, Matt Olson, Matt Olson's striking out a lot, but he's hitting a lot of home runs too. And then, uh, you know, even even a guy like Marcelo Zuna is showing signs of life over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's just been a, it's been a really deep offense. And it, even even with, you know, Austin Riley kind of not uh, getting going so far yet, and Michael Harris has kind of struggled at the plate as well. So you know, there's still some room for improvement, but you know, this is this is still I feel like this is still one of the you know best offenses in the in the National League for sure. 
Sure. Um, I, I also, the Dodgers catching situation is, is, is similar in that, you know, Will Smith's really good, but they sort of found out how much they relied on him. He had a concussion and he missed about uh, two weeks or so. And the offense was, it was just rough. It was a rough time. Austin Barnes had a really long like slump. He really hasn't hit at all this year, but like just having to like play him pretty much every day. And then they brought in Austin wins temporarily. But I was, so I was looking this up. Um, the Dodgers actually lost today with Smith playing, but they're, they're 21 and seven when he starts. So it's like oh, wow. so the, the other thing with him. Um, so last year he started, I think it was 24 games at DH because the Dodgers generally like, um, rotate there. They have been rotating designated hitters, like mm-hmm. giving guys pseudo days off and stuff. But th- this year, like they signed JD Martinez, so he's been the DH every day he started. And now he also he missed 15 games with a back injury. So Smith came back sort of like partially during that. So he got a few games at DH, but it's it's basically now like it. You know, Smith when he gets a day off, it's pretty much a day off. He's 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 not DHing a ton, so that's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how they sort of play that because it's ba- the lineup is essentially most days like five deep. You know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and then Smith, and then either Martinez fourth, Mon- Max Muncie fifth, or Muncie Martinez. And then after that, it's kind of a hodgepodge. But having like you know choosing the days where maybe Martinez gets a rest so Smith can DH or something that that's been that's going to be sort of a balancing act I think for them yeah Darno hit his first home run of the of the season Sunday um you know hit, the Braves were using the double catcher one of them DH and the other one both of them in the lineup a lot with Murphy mm-hmm. but Ozuna's recent streak of of, of good production is kind of has kind of uh, altered that a little bit. So I'm kind of curious to see how the Braves handle this, um, you know, going forward. Ozuna played a lot of left field early, but then, you know, struggled with the bat. I'm starting to wonder if, uh, you know, if he, he works his way back into that left field spot so they can get Darno's bat in the lineup uh, on occasion. But, uh, you know, Eddie Rosario's shown signs of life at times, but he's still not com- quite back to where he was, you know, before the eye surgery last year. But, you know, it's like you said. I mean, I think this is it's two pretty deep lineups with a, a lot of guys that you know they're they're similar in a lot of ways. So, you know, really looking forward to seeing that. Really looking forward to seeing Freddie Freeman uh, again too back in Atlanta. Uh, I yeah, think for he, the, what, or as you say, we get we get that, but also like it'll be good. But also, I think there was so much um, surrounding that last year, like people overreacted to stuff where it was kind of annoying not you know just from afar but like um so i think it'd be nice to just have more of a normal return like right where he's just like oh cool freddie freeman's back and then um the other thing um so he freeman he came close like he could have maybe done his milestone in atlanta but he, he hit his 300th home run on thursday night so he like he was sitting on that for a while he, it was weird he was on 299 and I think he hit three different balls off the wall, like that could have been 300 in, in between, but he finally got it. But so he, he's been actually hitting really well of late. The, the other thing I would, would note, so the, the Braves are uh, throwing all right-handed uh, pitchers in the series. So the Dodgers have been like, uh, try, like a lot of time, Not it's not like a given thing, but 
they have basically three left-handed hitting outfielders. And like James Outman plays mostly every day. He's been getting a few more days off where he, he might come in later because he's slumping recently. But um, And then you got Jason Hayward. Uh, they were talking about that today on the Dodger broadcast where, oh, it's going to be Hayward's return to Atlanta. Like, it's, it'll be fine. But, like, that's still, it's still a thing because he obviously played there forever. But And then David Peralta. But they've been, like, okay. The problem is, like, the right-handed hitting outfielders haven't really hit. Like, Trace Thompson, is he's in, like, the longest over streak by any L.A. Dodger non-pitcher right now. So it, it's it's rough. And then – the the other weird thing is to facilitate the, the the offense have been so weird in that sometimes they've used Mookie Betts in the infield either shortstop or second base um, against righties so they can get those three lefty outfielders in there because otherwise it's Miguel the the problem is their their defense has been bad not not necessarily because Mookie's at shortstop but like Chris Taylor not as good as Miguel Rojas at, at short but also Miguel Rojas doesn't hit much. Although Chris Taylor has power, but he hasn't hit much. So it's this weird balance of like trying to figure out uh, what is exactly working. But I would imagine it probably, I would guess one game of the series, you might see like Mookie Betts uh, in one of the middle infield spots um, just to have the, the three lefty outfielders. So that's that's been something I did not expect. Well, I've always viewed like the last few years he's played second like a few times. I That always seemed like an indulgence to me. Like, okay, let's. He, he it, let's make him happy, kind of a thing, but like he's he's like legitimately like fine at short, which is weird, and like, um, but yeah, I, I think it's I'm I'm of two minds of it because I think I don't think it's a good idea be, to remove like probably the probably the best defensive right fielder in the game, if not like one of the best. Like that's like one of his main strengths, um, hmm. is defense and right. And you're you're, I, but I get why they have to do it because they're. It's a, it's a weird. They have a weird roster. It's just, it's very odd. So, uh, and that, I mean, obviously they're 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 doing okay, but like it's just it's just a very odd roster for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, that was one thing I was I was wanting to ask you anyway was about Mookie Betts playing on the infield because you know it's like you watch Twitter every night and and the I think the consensus has been that everybody's been a little surprised by how good he does look there in the middle infield. And, uh, you know, we've seen him play second before, but playing short's a a different, a completely different story. So, uh, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to this series. Um, you know, these, every time the Braves have played the Dodgers, I guess date back to 2020, I mean, it's in playoffs and everything, man, it's been, it's just been so much fun. And yeah. even though some of the faces change, you know, it, there's still a core here that, and it's a, uh, you know, it's just, it's good matchups. I guess you could go even further back to 2018 in the playoffs, you know, the Dodgers pretty much had their way with the Braves, but you know, there's a lot of history here and um, you know, it's just like these series are just always so well played and, and, and a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm like you, I kind of feel like we were robbed a little bit last year because we should add one more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned something earlier. Um, you you mentioned the Red Sox series. I forget. Uh, is the are the Red Sox and Braves always the the um, what do they call like the the natural rival or whatever? Natural rival. Yeah. Is it every year or do you switch off? Would, there's isn't there, it, aren't there two teams that switch off? It's. I, I think they've played the Red Sox. I think it's every year, and it's okay. usually just a two game series both in places. both places. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I was I was I was always confused about that because I thought I couldn't remember if like 
I thought like the Phillies were also like maybe missing one or or maybe they're the Blue Jays now. I I forget how how it worked out, but like it, it's always great because there's not. I mean, they they sort of shoehorn it in, but there's there's not really like that many natural rivals, right? Like it just sort of works out. They right. just make it work. But uh, the have you have you guys played uh, a lot of interleague games this year? Uh, right right now, the Dodgers. They just played the Twins like last week, and that was their first of the year. So it's very weird. Really, really just over the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, it started. Yeah. They played uh, the Orioles, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays, uh, three straight AL East teams to really kind of start this. It's been a difficult stretch uh, from a schedule standpoint. Then they played, then they went to Texas and played, played the Rangers. And now they're back at home um, and played the Mariners and just wrapped that series up. So they had what? What was that? Five straight, five straight interleague series, which was wow. kind of crazy. And then, uh, you know, finished out this home stand with the Dodgers and the Phillies. So, um, yeah, we've seen a good bit of American League. Uh, saw, you know, I mean, the AL East. I know the Rays are the cream of the crop, and the Yankees are always the Yankees. But, you know, I was really impressed with that Orioles team. Um, you know, yeah. I felt like Braves were really lucky to take two out of three from them. I mean, those games were – or that Orioles team just hit a ton uh, that whole series. And then, uh, you know, took two out of three in Texas. And I'll be honest, I've always just kind of looked at the AL West as the Astros division. But that Rangers yeah. team's a whole lot better than what um, I went into that series thinking about. And they got Corey Seager back on Sunday. So I just feel like, you know, if they can get DeGrom back, I mean, they're going to make that a race. That that looks sure. like a playoff team. That looks like a playoff team to me. Um, yeah, so. and I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have guessed that going into the year, even though they signed DeGrom and all that. But, like, you're right. They've been, they've been playing great. Um, I was just n- noting, too, that so the Dodgers, I think, a little bit less than half of their games the next, like, five weeks are against AL teams. Now. So they're going to make up for all that. So, but this this week's especially weird for them. So they play the Braves, who have the best record in the National League, and then they play the Rays, who have the best record in baseball. So there, there's a test coming uh, for them. So we'll we'll see how they do. Um, but yeah, uh, any anything else uh, you would like to share or you're thinking of going into the series? I mean, no, not not particularly. Um... You know, it's just one of those. It just feels like a heavyweight fight every time. Yeah. Every time the Braves and the Dodgers uh, match up, you know, it's always. I know we've got that trip to Los Angeles coming up. Uh, I think it's later in the season or whatever. But you know, it does feel like a measuring stick game. Uh, the Braves are in this brutal stretch right now, but have kind of kept their head above water. And if you know, I just kind of felt like if they could come, they can get through Sunday in that Philly series and and still be around ten games over five hundred. That you got to feel really really good um, if you're a Braves fan, just because this is probably the roughest stretch, you know, consecutively uh, of the of the schedule. There'll be more rough stretches down the road, but you know, this just from the term in in the the sheer thing with no off days and then. Max Free, Kyle Wright injuries, just a lot of uncertainty around the rotation. You know, this is a it's a pretty rough week, but uh, you know they were able to set this rotation up. I think they set it up for the Dodgers. Like I say, they pushed Charlie Morton back two days to be able to start Monday. So, you know, there's no uncertainty. You're going to get Morton, uh, Spencer Strider, and then Bryce Elder. Um, you know, this week. That's, so, ew, that's a that's a tough one uh, for sure. Well, uh, Chris, thanks for doing this, but. Uh, can you share with people 
um, how they can read your work and how they can find you and, and your Braves writing online? Yeah, I mean, you can you can find all our stuff at uh, batterypower.com. It's part of SB Nation. Um, and uh, I'm Chris Willis, uh, Chris underscore Willis on Twitter. And uh, I, Eric, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I always enjoy reading your stuff uh, about the Braves and enjoy, uh, you know, bugging you in Slack all the time. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. But yeah, so that that's it for us. Read, read Chris's stuff at Battery Power. You can read my stuff at True Blue LA. Um, that's all for us today. Look forward to Dodgers versus Braves. Uh, you've been listening to the Three Inning Save podcast, um, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We'll be back with our regular episode uh, a little bit later. Thanks. So much. <laughs>